Hello and welcome to The Last Looks Podcast, a show where we catch up with talented hairstylists and makeup artists in the film and television industry. We'll pick their super creative brains and find out all the good stuff. Join me, your host, Jamie Lee, in finding out what's what in the hair and makeup departments around the world. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of showing up to set with dry, cracked hands? Well, now your well-moisturized mitts will be the talk of the town, thanks to Hands Down Sanitizer, the best in the biz, hands down. Other products are loaded with fillers. Hands Down is all natural, made with essential oils from Paris and real aloe. So you can say goodbye to the dry and say aloe to clean, soft skin. Their organic, non-toxic formula comes in a variety of soothing scents. Lavender, coconut, lemongrass, and clove. Your hands will feel great and smell great, guaranteed. Created by Emmy-nominated makeup artist Stephanie Fowler, each bottle is handcrafted just for you. And it's not just good for your skin. It's also good for the planet. Hands Down is refillable, recyclable, and sustainable. Where does one find such a treasured possession? Hands Down is available at most makeup and hair suppliers and online. Hands Down Refresher and Sanitizer. Because when it comes to your skin, you deserve the star treatment. And now, our feature presentation. Okay, it's Oscars time, and of course, the Last Looks podcast is all up in that business. We have five bonus episodes where I'll be catching up with all five teams nominated for their superb makeup and hair work. All teams ask the same set of questions, but of course, they all have very different answers. The Oscars makeup and hair lineup for 2023 is All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. The 95th Academy Awards will be presented at the Dolby Theatre in Los Angeles on Sunday, March 12th. Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast, guys. It really does take a lot to get all these teams together to be able to bring these bonus episodes to you. With everyone working and shooting all over the world, as you know, it's hard. It certainly takes time and effort. So for that, I'm thankful to you, the listener, and all my guests. And a big shout out to our sponsors. We thank you for your continued support. Sponsors of our Oscars special episodes are Hands Down Refresher and Sanitizer, John Blake's Wigs and Facial Hair, Lux Skin FX, Melanie Mills Hollywood, and Neo Cosmetic Cases. I hope you enjoy these special episodes as much as I did putting them together. Pictures up. Last looks. Rolling. And action. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast team. Hello. Congratulations on your Oscar nomination for your work on the film All Quiet on the Western Front. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Okay, so let's do some introductions. If you could each tell us your name and what your position on the team was. So my name is Heike Merker and I was a hair, makeup and special effect designer. And my name is Linda Eisenhammerova and I was a makeup and hair supervisor and makeup and hair artist on set working with Heike. Amazing. So I would love to know, when you first heard the news that you'd been nominated, what was the first thought that kind of came to mind? Um, The first thought, I mean, I was just like, oh my God, it really happened because I went to Los Angeles for that bake-off meeting. Mm -hmm. 
and since All Quiet on the Western Front is first movie and I had to go on stage and you know did the Q&A and I was like okay so let me just prepare myself and I do it and then when I finished everything I was sitting down and was listening to everyone else and I was like well you are all so good and I'm sure it was a wonderful experience but from today on this was my last day that I seen you all so <laughs> you're like I can then, kiss a goodbye <laughs> yes yes exactly and this how I hugged everyone at the end I was like thank you so much for having me and this was so wonderful and yeah. I wish you all the best and then this happened so honestly I I think there was a lot of tension in my body and uh, I had to cry yeah. because, yeah, to kind of, you know, first of all, oh my God, this really happened. Something I thought it will never, never happen in my life, you yeah. know. And so, yeah, an extreme special moment. Ten minutes before, I also started cooking because I was a bit nervous and I thought like it's probably good to chop some carrots. <laughs> yeah, use a sharp knife while you're nervous. Yeah. That's a really good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, and then my husband, and I was like, we are not listening to it. And then my husband was like, oh, yeah, we are definitely listening to it. You know, we will, you know, go through everything. And then, yeah, it happened. It was great. He, he hugged me. I hugged. So it was a wonderful moment. Nice. Yeah. So you listen to the announcements being read out. That's awesome. Yeah, while chopping carrots. And you didn't have to wait too long because it's all quiet on the Western Front, so it starts with an A. So that's... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that was a good thing. I had it a little bit easier than Heike because I didn't go to Bake Off. I couldn't fly to LA mm. for, uh, for that. Uh, so I just wrote a little statement, which was so much easier than uh, sitting actually on the stage and talking about it. As, as Heike said, that she was, uh, yeah... A little bit nervous about it. And then uh, when it came to this uh, nomination morning, I just uh, didn't check the time, right? So mm -hmm. I thought it's two hours later. So I didn't listen to it. And I was at home hanging my baby and playing around. And my friend, she was calling me and she said, you are nominated for us? And I was like, no, I'm not. It's in two hours. It's not now. It's... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this isn't a very nice trick. <laughs> and then she was, yes, you are. I'm watching it. And I said, no, it's not possible because it didn't start yet. And then I realized uh, I missed it. And uh, I just couldn't believe it. I, I was, you know, I, I probably turned all red. My yeah. blood pressure was uh, really high. I thought I got a heart attack. Oh, no. And then I, I was walking around the apartment until my husband came home. And I was like, I'm, I'm nominated for Oscar. And he said, okay. I'm going to buy Moet or uh, Verve Clicquot or some champagne. And I was like, no, no, you don't have to do that. <laughs> so, but then he did. We, we had a bottle of champagne and then, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It, it was, yeah, it's a very special moment. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love how you had to wait <laughs> till your husband got home to just completely fully celebrate. No, because <laughs> when you're at home with 17 months old child, then yeah. it's, you, you can't really celebrate. You're just, you know. That and, tricky. Yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. So, ladies, I'd love to chat more about characters in the film. So, if you could talk us through a couple of characters that you'd like to talk about makeup and hair wise from research and development kind of through to daily application for us that'd be awesome okay so 
first of all, like, of course, with receiving a script like this and asking if you are interested in, you know, doing this movie. And we all had the book in school, so I knew what it was, but I had not precise knowledge about the First World War. So I started, of course, with research mm. and collected whatever, you know, hairdo, hairstyle, cuts and stuff is possible, moustaches, shapes. And and I also watched different war movies. And then there was one special documentary. The name is We Shall Not Grow Old. Mm -hmm. And this documentary basically opened up um, a new room for me where I could pick up so many wonderful images from and ideas and suddenly I felt you know or yeah how everything can come out or I mean definitely this was from from the research material this was my starting point yeah and then so from the script wise you have these boys yeah who are in school and then they're becoming soldier and then they're of course they think like they're so you could break them down really well uh, so then you had like soldiers who are already at the front and they are there for years and so they are more experienced and older also mm -hmm. so you had that group and then you had another group who negotiated about the peace and signed the contracts so you had like those worlds let's say and if we go to our main character world of the boys, so what it was very important, A, it's, it's a time of years you have to tell. Then it's like from a very fresh, boyish school person who becomes a soldier and who becomes afraid and terrified. And so this needed to be a line with different stages and stuff. So from, from the hair point, for example, it was that even if the time passed, I thought it's not everyone should have a different hair style or cut. Mm -hmm. Some of them should, but some of them should not. And if there is a change, it shouldn't be like, oh, yes, it's a year later. Right. So now he has short hair. You know, it mm -hmm. should be a slight change. And then combining with the skin and that they look tired and stuff, which was also, I think, to keep the boys like, of course, as a younger group that they don't have any facial hair growing during that time and stuff. So I kept that for the older part. And so in terms of let's go to the boys and the main character, Paul. Mm. So he had script wise so many like up and downs and from so you knew where he had to or where do you ha like I mean an explosion is there and then you had the continuity so you have you had to find out something according to what is the mud type there mm. what is art department using what is costume using mm. like of course we can't use the same material we need to build and create our own color palette of dirts and mud and consistencies so that we could layer it up so we were testing how does it work layering up mud and stuff like what kind of mud stays yeah what is how like you know and then suddenly it rains so some of it is coming off but still you want to have some leftovers to add another layer to it and maybe also another color on top of feeling cold or feeling tired 
So with this kind of techniques, we went through those characters who were on the front. And then uh, maybe, Linda, you want to talk about a daily process for a character. Oh, yeah, the daily routine. Yeah, well, in the morning where you got nice, fresh young guy sitting in the chair and then <laughs> uh, you, you somehow had, uh, have to make him look like he was in the war for a couple of months or a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. So, well, you start with dark uh, circles under the eyes and things like that, making the skin look, uh, you know, some scars, little wounds, heel scars, and then you're starting to build up all the dirt and uh, you put some more, then you take it off. So, yeah, we were playing around, as Heike said, with all the textures and different kind of mud and different color of the dirt. And uh, also, of course, it depends with uh, what trench we were in and what mud was on set. Yeah, and then also we had a couple of weeks and in the conditions of the trenches, it was really hard to keep them look good. You know, when you glue the wig and then it catch all, all the dirt on the hairline. So we were fighting, fighting that and so on and so on. So many things uh, was happening every day. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many layers as you're talking about. And, and then you've got all the atmosphere around you on set that then may accidentally add to what you're doing. And you're like, no, I don't want that on there. I've already got, I've got what I want there. <laughs> exactly. Go away. Exactly. <laughs> so just to talk about the layers of dirts and the products and things, were you using all makeup products or did you experiment with different types of things? I think we bought whatever is um, existing in the makeup world from the side of dirt mm. in different levels from different companies to see how they work. But then we also made our own okay. and with pigments. So because not, ev not every color was really there, yeah. yeah, but we always came from the makeup side and to mix it together. So because like you can imagine, and I mean, you know, mm. you don't shoot continuity-wise. No. <laughs> so, um, yes. So the thing is, we had to be very careful that our boys, whatever day we go back to school, they look fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's the reason why we really had to pamper them with skincare and stuff, even if we rather would have loved to, you know, break them down and let the skin become very dry with no cream or you know mm. so but this was not possible because we always needed the other end so yeah so we had a big mud palette with all colors started from the lightest version to a very thin version to a, a thick one in yellowish to grayish to blackish anthracite whatever was possible, I mean, from the battlefield side and from the costume breakdown department, mm. what they're used. It's not that we use the product, it's it's more the color palette so that we are all at the same, on the same page. So we also produced stuff we could put in the hair, you know, what we mixed with pigments. So it stays in the hair. So it's like mud, which is drying. And so the hair is stiff and... So, um, yeah, we um, did quite a lot. I just yeah. remember that uh, on the on the prep, I just remember it now because it's been two years already, that mm. the art department, they brought samples of different math which are going to be used on set or which are going to be on set from actual trenches. And we were trying to match the colors uh, mm -hmm. always and the textures. That I just remember it now from, <laughs> from the prep. 
Yeah. Oh, do you remember this, um, you know, the French soldier who had to eat oh, yeah. the mud? I do. And of course you can't, you can't, you can't use real mud for, and you also can't use a makeup product. No. So we made basically Gabina, one of our colleagues, mm. she was like, let me experiment with something what you can eat and looks like mud. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a mixture out of cookies and then we did some food coloring with it to kind of bring it to that color, hmm. you know, and then the actor could grab it and could stuff it in his mouth, which was great. And, you know, and we were testing it before with the actor and um, to ask him, is, is that okay in terms of when you swallow it, can you still act? Yeah. Because he was laying on his back. Oh, boy. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was, this was like a whole thing, you know? The whole scene was, was quite it, special. It was actually yeah. one of the worst days on set. As, like for me personally, this day was really, really hard for everyone. You know, yeah. being uh, deep down in this, uh, I don't know the English word for it, you know, the hole full of water, crater, crater and full of water. And he was lying on his back and he was under this uh, Felix, the main actor, stuffing mm. his mouth with our cookies. Uh, it was, I think it was Oreo cookies. I'm so yeah, yeah. pleased and, to hear and, that the base of it was cookies. Like that, I'm just yeah. like, oh, was it disgusting? But no, it's cookies. Yeah, it so was that's no, kind no, of no, okay. no, cookies. <laughs> cookies and also oatmeal it was definitely something you could eat yeah so <laughs> you guys can package it and sell it now as a yeah as a snack it's an onset snack <laughs> oh my goodness so i mean you guys are looking after all of their skin and everything how are you looking after yourselves okay were you taking care of yourselves it sounds like you probably weren't <laughs> no of course I mean, not yes <laughs> over the over the weekend but not on a shooting day yeah no yeah and i wanted to chat to you guys a little bit about every year we have five films nominated for makeup and hair and every year I look at them and they're so vastly different in their work. Like it's all art, but it all seems to be very different mediums. And I'm just curious as to how you feel your work is different this year from the other nominees. Well, uh, of course, all the films, they are amazing. As you just said, they're they all absolutely amazing. But uh, our work from the other is different. First, uh, it's a war movie and no, there is no war movie. Mm -hmm. And then I think we played more around with little details and textures. We actually didn't have much of uh, huge prosthetics uh, or, uh, you know, this amazing, uh, amazing makeups where you can say, you, you see the actor on set and and you say wow that's a complete change you know we 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 had uh, we had little little details without them it's going to look completely different and not not as good but it's something what you cannot see uh, or people who are not in the industry they actually they don't know does it make sense really no <laughs> no it does it does make sense because it's i, I think there's a misconception that dirt and blood can be easy that's the thing it's it's not easy it's, it's not easy yeah. to make it look uh, right it's not mm -hmm. easy to make it look uh, too much you mm -hmm. know you have to be very careful there's this thin line where it can look really like oh my god what they done it's uh, yeah. it's it looks terrible they're crazy mm -hmm. or it's uh, not enough and so i think that's that's uh that was something we focused on and we tried really really hard to not make it too much 
and uh, make it period right and make it feel like you're really watching the first war, uh, world war. You know, it's uh, you can see how terrible it was and you can see it, uh, I think, from our makeup as well. So I go to some reaction I hear. So maybe this is also interesting in terms of what is the difference. So people who, who've seen the movie mm. told me like, Oh, wow. I've never seen that from the dramatic point, makeup can be so supportive. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah, that I, I found this, I was really like, oh, that's a compliment, I think. And it's not that they're saying like the makeup, it's, it's too much because it's makeup because they see it's makeup. No, because it's so supportive for the moment in the scene. Yeah. And then another person was saying something like, you know, I've seen this movie and then days later, I can't forget those faces. Wow. Mm -hmm. Those faces, they scare me. Mm -hmm. It's like, they are so extreme. And maybe this is a difference. Yeah. Or something, you know, which is so obviously something from the makeup side, mm. people are attached to. Yeah, that's awesome. Well said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know that we're constantly, I mean, just as artists and creatives, we're always learning new things. But I'm wondering if there was any lessons that you kind of, anything you learned throughout the shoot. Hmm. Makeup-wise, I learned that uh, I will probably never go back to the trench war movie again. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> but but makeup-wise, I can't think about anything really I learned. I think we all knew, you know, when we took on this job, mm. that it will be a tough, you know. It was, a it was not like a tough movie to work on. It was a also physical tough to work on. It was time-wise tough to work on. It yeah. was schedule-wise tough to work So there are so many levels. I do remember, you know, when we were still prepping and during prep we had a pre-shoot day and I came back from the set and I was like oh my god I think this was the worst I've ever experienced if you if you're stuck in the mud and you can't move oh because the mud is so thick yeah. and you can't even I'm, I'm not there talking about like lifting up a foot no that was not possible you have to you had to move it forward slowly you know um, and I was like, Linda, if the movie will be like this, I think I will never survive. But you did. <laughs> I did. And it became better also. It wasn't, it, it, it never was that tough again. But honestly, like learning from the movie, I think what Linda said in the beginning, if there is another war movie coming up in the future, mm. I have to think about three times. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. probably learned how to walk in mud properly, we, I was We saying. learned yeah. how to walk in mud. It was actually one yeah. guy, he didn't learn his lesson. And I remember that he lost his boots and I think almost he probably lost his pants even. They have to pull him out <laughs> with this little money tool thing, you know, with this little crane. And they had to oh pull him gosh. out from the mud because he, he got so stuck. Yeah, wow. when Heike said about his first pre-shoot day, I was lucky one. I was uh, in the workshop working on, on the dummies. And when they came from the set and I saw them, I was like, no, I think nobody will want to come back. You know, because <laughs> yeah, we, had like, I remember yeah, that. we had like, mm. I don't know, five additional makeup helpers that day. Yeah. And when I saw Heike and the girls and I was like, oh my God, they will never come back. 
this is it. We, are, we, lost, uh, we lost five people already. What are we going to do? <laughs> but they came back. Uh, I, I'm very surprised, but everyone always came back. So that was good. I love that. So <laughs> going, going, moving on from that, about the people that you guys had working with you, did you want to take a moment to kind of give a shout out to those that helped you on the project? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, I want to thank everyone, each and everyone who was even there for a day, did the job on the battlefield, in the trenches. It was amazing and I can't be more thankful. And then especially I want to thank Linda for from the first day to the last last day, it was an absolutely pleasure working with you and getting to know oh you. Oh my God, you're we, making me emotional yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, because I mean, we, we never met before, you know, like I came from Germany to Prague and there suddenly I had a, a crew because you put the people together because you knew them all. And then I want to thank Gabina for her work and Aisha who I brought with me from Germany. Amazing. And then I want to thank Daniela. And then we come to all the helpers with the special effects. We had a wonderful workshop in Berlin running, producing stuff for us, Twilight Creation. Georg Korpusch FX for making all those wonderful tea splint for us and helping us with whatever was available in his workshop from hands to a foot or leg or a body part, <laughs> she gave it all to us and we could use it. Same with Roman from Vienna, who, um, so I emptied all his, uh, the workshop in terms of dummies and stuff. So we had, you know, things to play with for the foreground. So thank you to all of them. And then I have another very special thank, which is the costume designer, Lizzie Crystal. Mm. So she is, not that she is a friend, she is a wonderful person to work with. And she was a rock solid for me mm -hmm. in that movie. And I can't be more thankful because, yeah, always approachable. It was such a pleasure and collaboration with each and every single character and yeah so this was my part amazing it's definitely I mean it's you know it's teamwork and you guys wouldn't have yes. survived if you didn't have a good team happening so yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, I just want to mention only two more names and that's uh, Teresa and Radek and they were looking after crowd room and for them it was proper hell because it was all in the biggest lockdown uh COVID of course oh, and yeah. they uh they had so much to do with all the extras and stunts and everything, you know, makeup wise. They had so much to do. And still on the top of everything, uh, every evening they were sitting on the list of uh, testing and who got a COVID and who got who was going to the quarantine. I think we all remember that uh, that times. Mm. So that's big thanks to, to them because... Uh, it was physically and psychically hard for them. And then uh, also Sirena Film here in Prague and Pavel and Martina, they were, they were amazing and they always uh, supported us and helped us with any problems. So that's from my side. And also Gabina, but uh, Heike already uh, mentioned it. And the biggest thing, 
goes to Haika. <laughs> but that's, that's pretty obvious. It's uh, yeah. That's amazing, ladies. I just have to say another massive congratulations again. Being nominated for an Oscar is pretty incredible. So enjoy the ride. And thanks for yes. joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I think you're really doing something very special and very good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For links to see more about our guests, go to our Instagram at The Last Looks Podcast or our website, thelastlookspodcast.com. If you want to keep up with new episodes being released, be sure to subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, or any podcast streaming platform. And remember, if you're enjoying the show, share it. The Last Looks Podcast would like to thank Brett Stanley and Sabrina Castro. The song Fun Time by DJ Quads. Thanks for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap, people.